Lift him down. Lift him. Yeah. Lift him. Lift him. Lift That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. I don't use it, but it's Not in your vocabulary? Down to dog. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of DailyThunder.com, CLNS Media. Also featured on Dash Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5 o'clock Central Time. Welcome to our show. I've got Michele Barra on the line. Michele, what's up? Well, it, it's been like an awesome week. And the next one will be probably as awesome because I'll be there. So yes. I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped. And we had probably the best game of the of the week. Uh, of the of, oh, sorry of the season uh, earlier tonight so yeah it was unbelievable so we can talk about that real quick the the thunder beat the raptors 132 to 125 that's regulation people if you didn't know the thunder scored 40 points in the first quarter i think they missed one shot amongst the starters in the first quarter they were unbelievable uh, in this game and to me, and you mentioned that it's the best win of the season. I agree, and it's for one yes. reason, and it's because the Raptors were so good today. They shot fifty percent from three, fifty six percent, fifty six point eight percent from the field. They were great. Uh, they only they turned the ball over nineteen times, which would be like the thing that you would point to as like what. what how did the Thunder do this? Like the Thunder caused them to turn the ball over a lot. The Thunder had 17 of their own, uh, but they shot the ball better than the Thunder uh, from, you know, the regular field goal percentage from three. They outshot the Thunder from the free throw line and the Thunder still pulled out a win, which I think is so important because, you know, they beat the Warriors twice and the Warriors, like you could tell, like they didn't play their a game. And you know when the, th- when the Warriors did, the Thunder didn't bring it. And, you know, they played the Raptors the first time on the second night of a back-to-back. Like, they played the Rockets without Chris Paul. Like, you could, like, spell out all these reasons why all those wins earlier this season weren't that great. But today, like, what is the excuse? There's none. Like, the Thunder with Corey Brewer are just the best team in the NBA. (laughs) Probably, like, many people will point out about the fact that the referees uh, uh, handed the game to OKC. Sure. Uh, I don't agree. And, but, like... I don't like to talk uh, about referees neither when it's OKC or when other teams are uh, involved. But to me, like as you said, uh, this team, like the Raptors, the Raptors played very well, and they were up big in the second quarter. That to me is the, the reason why I think this is the best win of the season mm-hmm. because they are the best team in the in the East by far. They were up big with their like strength, which is the second unit, and they were about to go on a run and then OKC decided to play defense against the the starter and started to chip in uh, not rushing shots just doing it one step at a time first defense and then offense and I thought that that was a very good sign of of something that can be uh, something good about OKC because they needed a win like that and, and they had it 
they wanted more than than the Raptors, uh, and Russ Russet want to win more than anyone on the court. Mm-hmm. And if if your leader wants that and gets that, I think it's a very very good sign. He was just incredible tonight. Russell was. He had like the third, the left, the final thirteen points for the Thunder. Uh, he was getting whatever he wanted. Uh, they had DeLon Wright guarding him uh, a lot of that possession. I I came away very impressed with DeLon Wright. Like he was he's good. Like that that is a good basketball player. He's not like an explosive yeah. athlete at all, but he just knows how to play. Like he he's really good. But Russell, man, Russell's stat line just reading it and sometimes you'll say like Russ didn't play great and you'll read off the stat line and it's incredible. Russ was incredible today. 37 points, 2 steals, 14 assists. 13 rebounds, maybe his most impressive triple double of the season. He was 15 to 22 from the field. He took yeah. one three and it was a deep one and it went in and it was, I think with like five minutes left or something like that in the game, it was a massive shot. I think it put the thunder up one or two, uh, just an incredible win. The, the Raptors had lost before today, five times at home. That's it. And they had lost twice with, if they had a lead in the third quarter, they'd only lost twice. Uh, and the Thunder were able to pull off that kind of win, which is just really impressive. And, you know, I didn't think Corey Brewer was going to come in here and do anything for this team. I just thought maybe he'll take Terrence Ferguson's minutes. And you know what? That's probably a good thing. And if he is the taker of minutes from Terrence Ferguson, wonderful. Maybe the Thunder are a little bit better. Maybe he helps them win maybe one game this season the rest of the way. Uh, That's just flat out wrong. Like, here's the thing. We're all wrong yeah. about him. And I think a lot of it is... Well, I was yeah, go way ahead. more wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. I was saying I was way more wrong than you. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, 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 I said, I think it, would, it could have been, like, detrimental for this team. Yeah. And because I thought, like, a lot of turnovers, a lot of, like, mysteries from the corners. Like, he's not handling the ball... Uh, too much. He's attacking closeouts and not losing the ball like every time, which is great. He's yeah. he's hitting corner trees like that is that is like something incredible. Like he was hitting it at seventeen percent, and right. now it's almost fifty. <laughs> like like it's 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 nonsense. And it looks good. It doesn't. I don't know. Like he is in rhythm. He looks confident. He's making them. Like I don't think he'll hit fifty percent the rest of the season, but. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit 37% from now through the playoffs. Like, he just, he looks and feels comfortable with this team and with this role. And I think, like, for the first time, maybe this season, all the credit to Billy. And a lot of it's just the relationship they had before. Like, he knows uh, Corey, and he talked a lot about this the other night. And he and Corey are almost, like, irritated by it when you ask questions about, like, because, like, the questions that come out of, like, my mouth and other reporters' mouths are, like, how is this happening? Like, what is this? I think I asked Corey. If, I asked Corey <laughs> after the game the other night. Does does it surprise you at all the way you've been playing since you've been here? Because like, because I wanted to be like, because I'm surprised. Like, I don't think that you do this. Um, and he <laughs> and he's just like, no. He's like, I know Billy, and he knows me, and he's confident in what I can do. And you know, I'm playing with three superstars, and I'm playing with Stephen Adams, and you know, this is easy for me. And he just fits in, and he plays a role. And even, and I've said this multiple times, but if the shooting falls off, like, I don't really care because like he hits his free throws. He, he's on the break. He's making this team play faster. He plays good defense. Like they trust him enough to defend DeMar DeRozan at the end of a game. Sure. He fouled him. 
But DeRozan pushed off on him pretty hard. I mean, they were letting them play a mm-hmm. little bit. And maybe a foul should have been called, probably should have been called, yes. But the Thunder would have still been up two at that point. Like, it wasn't like a game ceiling, like it was a tie game or anything like that. Like, the Thunder still had control and a Russell Westbrook that was on complete fire at that point. And so I still have faith that the Thunder would have won that game had they called that foul. And I understand their frustration, but it also, to me, says a little bit about the Raptors that in a moment like that they completely fall apart and like three you know their coach gets tossed demar gets tossed ibaka gets tossed like it's just like okay like that's not the best trait to like completely lose your composure when you feel the game just slipping away uh because of a foul call i don't know i I think that kind of spoke to their team a little bit not saying like they can't do anything going forward but it was it was just strange and it's it's unfamiliar, an unfamiliar feeling for them this season. Like I said, they lost five times at home. When they have a lead in the second half, they win almost every time. And for a Thunder team that people overlook them, like they just frankly overlook this team. And it's the Thunder's fault that they do because they played terribly a majority of the season. Uh, but they're playing well now. And the Thunder always say this, we want to be playing well at the end of March and into April. And if this is the team that we get, like, I, I don't know, like the Western Conference needs to take notice of of this team because yeah. they played really well today. Russell is on another level. Paul George was great uh, defensively. He hit shots. I thought Bella was really good tonight too, or I guess this afternoon too. Uh, he hit yeah. shots. And I don't think we've mentioned it yet, and we probably just need to carve out a segment for him alone. Steven Adams, man, 25 points. A steal, four assists, eight rebounds. He was just a monster today. Like if I if I get the treatment that Ibaka <laughs> like inadvertently gave to Steven. Oh man, I I probably would have ended up like in like an hospital wing and be there for like a couple of days. Yeah, I'd retire. I'd retire. Like Steven. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, like I'll, I'll say a thing about Brewer, and then I'll, I'll speak about Steven because yeah. I want to focus just on him. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I was watching at the game log of Brewer this season. Can you guess how many times he has, he has been in double figures for like all like all the season before um, coming to OKC? I want to say twice. No, four times. Okay. Do you know how many times he did it with OKC? Uh, is, is, it, is it six now? Six times. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, this is like crazy weird to me. <laughs> he, he wasn't playing those minutes, but still, like, four times. Yeah. And, like, one, like, like way be, like way back though like it, it's 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 very weird uh but back to steven i mean i thought tonight he he and russ uh and and of course like the coaching staff knows that the raptors have like a very serious issue guarding the pick and roll especially uh, if you if you have like a very good like attacker like russ and they punished them from the beginning like they went at it went at balanchunas all the time as soon as Peltel came in, like mm-hmm. the, both of the times, they destroyed him. And Steven was so great in recognizing when to cut, where to cut, uh, where to place the screen. So I, I thought that tonight their chemistry was unbelievable. And I'm not sure like who to praise the most, but I thought that 
their work together was insanely efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that chemistry is there, and Adams was just aggressive tonight. There, there's something about Valanciunas that like brings out aggressiveness in Stephen Adams, um, <laughs> which is great. I mean, I, and I does he hate him? I don't know. I mean, he just attacks him <laughs> though. Like he just owns him. Like yeah. he just really does. And I thought about this a little bit. Like if Stephen Adams played for the Raptors, like I'd pick him to win the East. Because like the gap between Valanciunas and Valanciunas is good. Like a lot of people just like say, "Oh, he's trash." Blah blah. Like Valanciunas is good. Like he's a good offensive player. Like they can throw the ball to him and he finds shooters and he can score a little bit. Like he's a good player, but like the gap between he and Stephen Adams is pretty massive. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like, and Stephen was the best offensive player of the two tonight, which. Yeah which is incredible, mm-hmm. which is really incredible. Uh, yeah, last thing about the game, like, on my part, about the game. To me, like, the Raptors lost the game on that silly, silly foul of uh, Kyle Lowry, yeah. uh, the sixth one. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, probably you can make a, the case that a lot of the calls that Russ uh, got against him were generous, and I think that at least one or two were. But you have five fouls, and you do that kind of like it, it wasn't even a screen. He just tried to 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 put himself in. Uh, I don't remember who it was probably Russ's um, running path for no reason because it was like away from the basket, and he it, it was a clear foul to me. Like there was no doubt about it. It was even worse than the, than than the one that George got, which was a foul as well. So I, I don't know why if you're like that good of a player uh, in a like close game you do something like that it was like almost as terrible as the 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 t uh the technical foul that Melo got at the end sure of the yes. game both, as bad i would say both ill time from <laughs> veterans in the game um yeah that was it was just a tightly contested game and you're right like the the difference was like fouls like you know um lowry fouling out and then you know that mellow tech you're right it did like that that looked like oh man like this could come back to bite the thunder in the butt like this could be that could be it um but uh, oh besides the tech like mellow was pretty good tonight like he three or four from three uh he didn't really you know take over he passed reggie miller uh, on the all-time scoring list which is pretty cool uh and the bucket that he got to pass Reggie was just such a weird shot for me because it was uh, a mid-range jumper over Serge Ibaka for Melo to pass you know uh, Reggie Miller on the all-time scoring list it's just weird <laughs> like it's just him scoring over yeah. Serge is just like a strange moment in Thunder history overall um, but yeah this this is just a huge Thunder win uh, the bench rotations just continue to be just kind of strange to me uh, you know Patterson mm-hmm. and Grant are like the two main guys with Felton, and then just the way that, and you know this is nitpicking at this point. And I get that, but like the way that he handles Abrinas, Ferguson, and Houston has just been puzzling all season. You know Ferguson came in, he played 13 minutes, which is, I mean that's all that's quite a bit, and really was mm-hmm. a non-factor um, on the court. Uh, but Abrinas, he played seven minutes and. 
he had a, a really nice steal. I thought he played good defense when he was out there. He hit two threes, one of them a huge three on an assist from Russell Westbrook. Uh, I thought he played really well, and I thought that he he kind of deserved to be the guy that played thirteen instead of seven. But um, I, I'm going to die on that hill, I guess, because it's 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 just something that's going to happen, and I just wonder come playoff time. Like how this is going to bear out? Like, are they going to play Ferguson in the playoffs? Uh, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if they did because they they just really love him. Like the organization loves him. They yeah. just glow about this kid. And I I've seen like he does some highlight stuff and he can shoot it sometimes. And uh, I haven't seen like superstar potential from him. But if you ask anyone in the organization, you ask any of the players, like they just like glow about this kid and. I think, I mean, that's why he plays, is is that. And, you know, you're not going to get the same stuff about Abrinas, or certainly you're not going to get the same stuff about Houston. Um, but if you were to just, if all you heard about Ferguson was, you know, stuff from the Thunder and stuff from the Thunder locker room, you think, oh, well, the Thunder have like a 10-time All-Star on their roster that's just waiting to be unleashed. Um, so it's, I mean, it's not confusing to me, really, after just talking to a bunch of people why he plays. Uh, but it's certainly not what I would do. Like I would give Abrinas more more looks, just because he he's been hitting shots lately, and I don't think he's been killed on defense lately. So I, I my preference would be that. But I can see why the Thunder play him and why Billy plays him, um, just because of like the mentality around this kid. Yeah, uh, I mean you can see like the potential. And to be honest, there was a a, a guy on Twitter that. Um, reply to me like you're happy with Grant's development but you were probably not happy about his development minutes he got last season and it's it's kind of true I mean uh, Billy loves certain guys and Mm -hmm. he gave them he gives them a lot of time Um, certain guys has, has a long leash others have a very short one and Abrinas also for his like own like mistakes at the beginning of the season, he doesn't have a long leash. And but Billy, weirdly enough, puts him when the game is at stakes. Like mm-hmm. he put him uh, on the floor on the fourth quarter. Yeah, and that was good for KC. So it's weird. It's something like it's it's almost like he wants to give Ferguson a minute because he doesn't want to to stop the development. But when he has to win a game, and he did it with the Clippers, he did it tonight again. Let's put Arenas there for like five to ten minutes, and we'll probably be in better shape to win the game. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect coming playoffs time. Yeah, that's a good point. I have no idea either. Uh, but what I do know is that the Thunder have a pretty solid starting lineup now which after Robertson went down was in question. And I would never say that Brewer is a better player than Robertson or even a better fit than Robertson, but he brings stuff to the table to where like you don't have to sit him. Like you're not going to have to like Corey Brewer is the fifth guy. Like we've been, I feel like we've talked about who's the fifth guy. Who's the fifth guy going to be? Even when Robertson was on the team, we're like, well, you know what? Like when the Rockets start to intentionally foul him, who's our fifth guy? Well, it's clearly Corey Brewer at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no question at all. Yeah. And he hits his free throws, and he can make some good passes, and he creates havoc sometimes for both the Thunder and for the opposing team. Um, but he can score the ball. 
he can he's fine on defense he's not elite uh but he's fine enough he's probably a better option than what the thunder had in Houston um or Brinas just because of the experience that he has uh he's got length and athleticism and he just never stops going uh it's it's been really impressive what he's brought to this team and you know kudos to the thunder organization for jumping on that and a lot of it is the relationship that he and billy has uh but it's changed this season you know if they didn't get Corey brewer going forward i don't think they win this game they're not certainly not on a six game winning streak at this point um and maybe looking at you know six seven eight instead of what seems likely that they'll hang on to four or five like they I would be shocked if they didn't, and they're going to have a shot at getting the three seed, really. Um, I think it's a three-way battle between uh, Oklahoma City, Portland, and Utah at this point for the three seed. And it really wouldn't shock me if the Thunder were able to, you know, get up there. You know, the Blazers have been playing really well lately. They've won 12 in a row. Um, But I, I would not be shocked if the if the Blazers, you know, fall off a cliff at some point and lose four or five and the Thunder continue winning, like it's so possible. I know the 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 Thunder are three back in the loss column of the Blazers. Um but you know the Thunder they're forty three and twenty nine. Like they're they'll have a shot at it for sure. Um but it's it's crazy. You look at the the West standings. Four, uh, five, six, and seven all have the exact same record. The Jazz, the Timberwolves, and Spurs all have the exact same record. Yeah. And then you have the Pelicans who are playing the Boston Celtics right now that are um, half a game back. And so it, it seems to me that we'll that the Nuggets are going to be done. They lost to did they lose to the Kings? Is that who they lost to? Uh, no, no, no. They lost to the Grizzlies. Uh, who, Memphis. Yeah. They lost to yeah. Memphis, uh, which is just astonishing. Like, that's just like, could, I mean, that just is so deflating for that team and that fan base. Like, I think that they're probably done, which is really, I mean, after all the money they spent on Paul Millsap and kind of the off season that they had. And I mean, it's just really sad. And I saw someone tweet that the Nuggets drafted both Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and ended up trading them or they had the draft rights to both those players ended up trading them. It's like, Oh no, like I, we feel your pain, Utah with the James Harden trade. Um, but that's just a tough one. Um, but the thunder are looking like they're in pretty good position with 11 games left. And, you know, I didn't think 50 wins like a week ago. I would have said, you're crazy if the thunder have a shot at 50 wins, but, you know, if they keep playing like this, they're going to have a chance to win 50 games, which would be a huge accomplishment after where this Thunder team was um, just a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I still wouldn't predict that they would. I predict 48 to 49 wins, but if they could, they could get to 50. Like it's it's entirely possible at this point because this is a game that you mark as a loss when you look at the schedule. So if they can continue to win games that it look looks like they're going to lose them, then you know this team uh, could be heading into the playoffs with the three or four seed and 50 wins, and then you know who knows what could happen. Yeah, I mean and. To be honest, next week uh, would be crucial to get, uh, to, like, to the chances to go to the fourth seed, mm-hmm. uh, to the three seed, and also to to get the fifty because they yep. they have like semi winnable games. Uh, Boston is not uh, at his best. Miami at home, like after a few 
um, well, I, I can speak about those two games because I don't want to jinx it. I will be there. So uh, I hope to see two, two good games. Uh, and and then they have, like, to me, the, the crucial crucial two games stretches the back-to-back San Antonio Denver. Yep. If somehow they can get, like, to, uh, let's say, with a positive record after this five-game five game stretch, mm-hmm. then they have a shot. They have a clear shot because then, like probably, Golden State will not uh, run for the first seed. Uh, Houston will probably be, like locked in, um, and they they face both uh, in the last week of the season. So you you have a chance. You have a real chance to do it, uh, and like it it makes you think about some game like the stretch where they faced um, Detroit. Dallas and then Orlando and then went three oh oh three against them and then Brooklyn. Like they had like bad stretches of the game, but still the level of basketball they are playing now, it's legitimate. And so they have a chance, as you said. And it's it's very interesting because I think it will tell a lot about this team how uh, they they will be after the Denver game. Like Russ was meaning what he said at the end of this game, so I am a man of a, on a mission. If he yeah. is, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. And Russell, I mean, I just cannot glow enough about the player that he was today. You know, if he plays like this the rest of the season, I mean, that I would all, I, if you were to guarantee me that he plays this way the rest of the season, I'd say, yeah, the Thunder win 50. Um, and if yeah. Russ was at this level the whole season, the Thunder probably win 60 and he's in the MVP conversation. Um, he's He was just that good today. Uh, it was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, one more stat and then I'm going to tell you about my favorite frozen custard in the world and then we'll preview uh, the rest of the week. Uh, the last six games of Corey Brewer as a starter, the Thunder have uh, our third in net rating at 11.7. Um, behind, of course, the Utah Jazz, who have been on fire, who in that stretch have a defensive rating of 87.9, which is just so stupid. Um, wow. But the Thunder's defensive rating, uh, since Corey Brewer has been inserted in the starting lineup, it is a 103, which isn't like elite, but it's like, it's fine. And then their offensive rating is a 114.6. Um, so 11.7 net which rating. Is elite. Yes, it is elite. And it's just flabbergasting that. Corey Brewer can help them have an elite offense. Like I just I just can't compute that in my head. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Um, but they they've been great this past six games, and you know I don't feel like anything they're doing is like completely unsustainable, um, except for like the Corey Brewer shooting you know corner threes. Like I would say, like I think that's going to stop. Like I I keep saying that it is, but like it's not. Like it's been. You know, it's been you know seven or eight games since he's been on the team, and he's like rem, like remains very good, and he looks really confident, and they keep finding him. He keeps hitting keeps hitting these shots. Like I I think it'll stop, but I mean, who the heck knows? Um, but yeah, they've they've just been great. And something else that's great is Andy's frozen custard. Right now, you can go to Andy's and you can get probably my favorite seasonal treat that they have it's the mint cookie concrete so it's andy's custard blended with crumbled mint cookies uh it's just unbelievable you can get it with their chocolate or their vanilla frozen custard made fresh hour by hour it's so good 
Or another really great special they have going on now is the Cookie Casanova Sunday. It's Andy's frozen custard with chocolate chip cookie covered with cream, caramel, almonds, and topped with cherries. Ooh, it's so good. Go to Andy's today. Get a concrete. Uh, just get their custard by itself because it's just that good. Tell them that Down to Dunk sent you. You might get a confused look, but tell tell someone that Down to Dunk sent you because it's just that good. Uh, and please just support the people that support us. Eat Andy's frozen custard. Uh, McKelly, let's take a look uh, at the Boston Celtics. We know that they're banged up. They're playing right now as we speak. The uh, New Orleans Pelicans and you know Kyrie's not playing right now. He he may be back by the time the Thunder play mm-hmm. on Tuesday. They say they want to wait till he's a hundred percent to play, and he's not a hundred percent today. So I don't I don't really know what to do with that. Uh, Jalen Brown's out with a concussion. Uh, Marcus Smart uh, will miss an extended period recovering from thumb surgery. He has a torn tendon in his right thumb. Uh, Daniel Tice will be uh, out for the season. So, like, they're missing a lot of guys right now. And that's just, like, perfect timing for the Thunder who go into Boston who are really hot right now. Uh, so it's it's really good timing for OKC to go into Boston. Yeah, they they miss uh, two starters, uh, and again, also the Celtic don't have like many reason to rush their guys in. Right, like they 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 have like a safe lead. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'll check while we speak. But I I think they have like at least three three four games um, on 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 the third, which is um, Cleveland. Yeah, they have like more, way more than that. Uh, it's seven wins, uh, seven game uh, of advantage on the third spot, and they have like four and a half back to the Raptors. So they they have like close to, to no reason to rush anyone right. back. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, missing Kyrie uh, is huge uh, because like it gives Russ some someone to guard, and and I mean. Like tonight, he did well against against Lowry, I would say. Uh, but still, like having a, one creator less um, on Boston is huge um, for for OKC. And then also, don't ha- they don't have like a very um, I would say um, good bench right now mm-hmm. because weirdly enough, Tice was giving them something that Moreau doesn't, right. and and so. And, and also like missing Jalen Brown, which is one of the best defender they have together with Smart, um, especially with OKC being so hot uh, lately on offense. Uh, it seems like this is a winnable game for OKC, not an easy one, because uh, they will they they like they, they are on the road, and so um, it, it is always hard. But still, they have a chance, even a better chance than than what I thought uh, coming into last last week. So. Uh, We'll see. It is a game where they have, uh, like, the Celtics have very little to to play for, and and so like they will play with like light heart uh, and, and on their floor. And OKC has something to gain, so we'll see how they approach this. I think that they have the tools to to create problems to the Celtics, especially in their current form. Yeah, I mean, if if they come in with this lineup that they're playing today against the Pelicans, like the Thunder will have a great chance because you know they they're playing with Horford, Marcus Morris, Jason Tatum, Aaron Baines, and Rozier as their starting lineup. 
Like that's just not athletic enough to play with OKC. Um, and then like their bench is just filled with Greg Monroe and then the guys that are just super inexperienced like Shane Larkin, um, who's kind of been in and out of the league, Abdel Nader, yeah. who's a, <clears throat> who's got like no experience. And then, uh, our guy from the draft, Shimmy Ojale, um, like that's, that's their guys. Like that's who they're going with. And it's just a tough, it's just a tough part of the season, but you're right. Honestly, like right now, if they can get their guys some experience, um, it doesn't really matter. They're, they're not going to drop enough games to, you know, to have the third seed catch up with them. So they're just, they're in a really nice spot. They can just get healthy and get their guys back and maybe get, figure out if like any of these guys of Ojale or Nader or Larkin or any of those guys, like, can they contribute anything in the playoffs for us? Like they can figure that out. Um, and then the Thunder, like they're, they are desperate for wins still. And so it's, it's just a really good spot for OKC. Um, the Celtics still play a great brand of basketball. Like even with that lineup, mm-hmm. they're, they're up at halftime on the Pelicans like they still just play great ball <clears throat> and they and they share it and it's still going to be a game the Thunder have to show up for uh, but the Thunder if they play like they did today yeah. I would I would say that they'll win um, but this team you oh, know, oh yeah 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 predict like predictability has never been a, uh, a trait of this Thunder team so um, we'll we'll see we'll see who shows up in Boston on Tuesday yeah and also to be honest I mean if they play the way they played after Burton. And I think that Houston, for many reasons, is a is a game where OKC played better than the results showed. Mm-hmm. Because I think that like Houston made a lot of weird baskets. Sure. And, and like Chris Paul was unbelievable for like 30 feet. And yep. that doesn't happen every night. And they if they make their free throws at the like tiniest better little bit better percentage they will probably uh sneak it and paul george was awful on wide open shots so i think that after portland which was again a game that they didn't play in a bad way because they yeah just the, the blazer were better and they missed shot again in that game so really uh, since Corey brewer has been here our savior uh <laughs> okc is playing a very good brand of basketball and if they pick that if they they hit their shot at a reasonable percentage, I think they have a real chance. Especially uh, since you spoke about the bench, uh, I think that when OKC has a clear advantage on the bench, things are usually okay. Like mm-hmm. tonight, they were under like a, a huge fire, like in the second yep. uh, against the Clippers, that they don't have a very good bench. Feltum was able to create. And that is usually a good sign. I thought Raymond was very bad tonight, um, more because how the, the the Raptors were playing uh, rather than him. But against the second unit of the Celtics, they have a chance to to build up a lead. And so I'm I'm curious to see how how he bounces uh, after this not great uh, performance uh, that he had tonight. Yes. Uh- the Thunder get the Miami Heat. This will be the second game of this week. Uh, they've been without Dwayne Wade and Hassan Whiteside. Obviously, we know that uh, Dion's been out. He had a head surgery um, on his ankle, his left ankle. Um, 
But if they were without Dwayne Wade and Hassan Whiteside like that, obviously that helps OKC. Well, we don't know if they're going to play tomorrow. They play uh, the Nuggets tomorrow, which is a, another huge game for the Nuggets if they just want to try to stay alive. Or you know, I, I, they, I think they're done, but you know, they have to win that game against uh, the Miami Heat. But uh, I don't know what their status will be uh, for the Thunder. Uh, but this this Miami Heat team, they are. Let's see, 37 and 33. They sit at eighth in the East, and they have a massive lead um, on the ninth-ranked Detroit Pistons, which may be the saddest team in the NBA right now. Um, I was about to say the same. Yeah, six-and-a-half game lead on them. They're, They're not in danger of falling out of the playoffs. So, again, like the urgency... There's just not a, a ton of urgency in the Eastern Conference right now. Like you, they may be they're fighting for playoff seating at this point, um, but you know, there's just not a lot of teams to be afraid of in the Eastern Conference. You know, the Raptors I think have shown themselves to be the best team in the East, but like, I don't know what team like really fears the Raptors at this point. Um, so there's just a, uh, there'll be a lot more urgency on the, the part of the Thunder uh, against Miami. Uh, they may ha- they may be a little bit banged up, but this is this is another team that plays hard. They play the right way. They they move the ball. They play hard defense. And you know if the Thunder the Thunder going to have to show up again. Like basically from here on out, the only gimme game is the last game of the season with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, in which case Memphis will just I mean they're just done. Like they've been cooked. They've been done for a long time. Uh, but the Thunder, that's their only gimme game. So the Thunder are going to have to show up against this team that plays hard. Uh, they're missing uh, their their best player, maybe the best player in the world, in Deion Waiter, so they don't have a ton to worry about. Um, but they they've got to they've got to show up against the Heat, who who play hard. Uh, they're they're a good team. Like they're just solid. Yeah, they like the ball movement that they can they, they implement uh, is is great to watch, and they have shooters. Um, and against the, uh, against those teams uh, where you have shooters like Wellington, Wayne Ellington or um, uh, Richardson, which is yeah, Josh very Richardson lately yeah. has been very lately. Mm-hmm. Josh Richardson, exactly. So against those teams, you have to be careful um, because like, I mean the Thunder had like stretches of games where they didn't guard a three-point line as well as they could. And you don't shot like 50% or close to that every night. So you cannot allow teams that like make three-point, like Miami home three-point shots. Uh, it's what they do. Um, the bench especially tries to, to find shots for Ellington um, with very creative sets. So these games uh, may not be like Extremely hard for KC in a hand side, but on the like, if you then go deep and see like the little things that Miami does, if you're able to counter those, it's a very good sign because you are we are paying attention to details. And to me, like the last part of the schedule is about the details, uh, and OKC has to take care of those every night. And if they do, like they are in good shape. Uh, if they don't, they are in trouble because they can lay, lay an egg against Miami. Uh, it can happen if they should, like, if they let them shoot like thirty-five three-pointers or thirty-seven or thirty-eight. It is a recipe for disaster, and like again, they they have to to pay attention. But these are winnable games for sure. Yeah, and w- and one concern is that it's 
going to have to, it's the team defense that you use to beat Miami. You know, you're not, yeah. it's not all on the back of Steven Adams or, you know, Paul George or, you know, Corey Brewer or those guys. Like, it's team defense and they're going to try to exploit guys like Carmelo Anthony and Russell Westbrook if they don't show up defensively. Uh, you know, they have so many guys that score that have averaged double digits for them. Dragic, Whiteside, D Wade since he's been there, Josh Richardson, Tyler Johnson, Wayne Ellington, Kelly Olenek, James Johnson have all averaged double digits. That's eight guys that have averaged double digits for them this season. And so you just don't know where it's coming from. None, they don't have a 20 point score. You know, the, the closest to that is Goran Dragic, uh, who's definitely doesn't give you 20 a night, uh, but they spread the ball out. And that's, that's what, that's, what has killed the Thunder a lot, I feel like, is you get these guys like a Wayne Ellington or a Tyler Johnson or James Johnson that just get hot because they're able to target the weaknesses in the Thunder defense. And that's where they have to be really careful uh, because mm-hmm. it, it's easier to an extent to focus a defense on a guy like DeMar DeRozan like they did today. You know, it's, it's easier to focus in on that one guy if you know that he's going to take, you know, 20 shots a game. Like, great. Like, we know where that's coming from. Uh, with the Heat, like, you just don't know. You don't know where it's coming from. Exactly. And they did a pretty good job on DDR tonight, though. Yeah, Like, they I did. thought the defense, they, they drove him where they wanted Mm-hmm. They gave him a lot of mid-rangers. They didn't let him shoot the three ball with confidence. They didn't allow him really to go deep in the paint. And yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Sorry for going back to Toronto, but I thought no. that that part of the game was really important for OKC. Yeah, he had 24 points on 18 shots. I mean, he wasn't terribly efficient today. And you're right. He's a minus 21 in his 33 minutes today. And, you know, the, the Thunder really were able to get what they wanted when they when they were playing defense they were able to force them into those shots like you said and so that was that was really really nice uh the thunder in a game that may be one of the more important games of the season they play the portland trailblazers um next on their schedule and the blazers are hot they're probably the hottest team in the nba right now outside of utah and the thought it would just be a huge another like I felt like today was a huge statement win for the Thunder against the Raptors. If the Thunder can pull off a win against Portland, I feel like that's another big statement game. Like, you know, like we're ready for the playoffs and we're ready to take on whoever and Portland doesn't scare us. And, you know, we're ready to take on whoever in the second round. Uh, so I, I feel like it's just an, it's another chance for the Thunder to prove that they're not this inconsistent bad team that they have been most of the season. Cause like you ask, like you pull, you know, guys that look at the league as a whole and a lot of them just say, you know what? The Thunder aren't that good. Like just throw them out. Like they're not, they're not doing anything this postseason. And I think that this, they had an opportunity today. They took hold of it. And I think against the Blazers, that's just, that's just another chance for them. Yeah. The Blazers, the Blazers have a very, um, soft schedule uh, and so it, it is hard to, to see them dropping the third seed sure. but if they want to have a chance they have to have to win the game yeah. and to try to um, I don't know what is the um, the season series between them uh, I, I'm sure they won two uh, Clay Blazers won two I don't remember how the third game ended up probably they are 3-0 so 
so the the, the uh, yeah the season series gone against them so right. there's no chance there of, of tiebreaker uh, so they have to win that game and hope that somehow like the Blazers lost some game uh, in the next like few days they 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 have like a tough uh, stretch ahead like the next four games are not all easy games well mm-hmm. at least three or like because they face um, the Clippers in Los Angeles then Houston well Boston is um, not the best right now and then OKC on Sunday so they have a like a four um, like three three games as, uh, as OKC uh, next week and they if they win like a good amount of them then they will probably be um, locked in uh, the three seed, yeah. but if they lay an egg uh, somehow against either Los Angeles or Houston, or Houston or maybe both of them, then you have a very good chance uh, on Sunday to um, to take the lead. And and again, as you said, it is the most important game left for OKC for sure, mm-hmm. uh, together with maybe the the back to back I was mentioning before. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and you know Portland, like they have, they have a chance to slip a little bit here. They play the Clippers today or tonight on second night of a back to back, and then they get Houston, like you said, then Boston and OKC, then they have a, a easy back to back Pelicans, Memphis, and you know back to backs are just tough. Period. But they should be able to take care of business mm-hmm. against them. They get Memphis twice, but then their last three games, which will be crucial for the playoffs. Uh, one of these may not matter by then, but they get San Antonio on April 7th. They play Denver on April 9th, who may or may not be fighting for their playoff lives at that point. And then the last game of the season, which could determine seeding, they play Utah on April yeah. 11th, which could be one of those games that we're all just sitting back and just watching because it could determine uh, OKC's playoff opponent in the first round. So huge game, the last game of the season. So there's still like there's still hope like they still have games that they could drop here and if OKC can you know sustain a, a big run of games here uh you know that that game really matters so it, it's just they're yeah. just yeah you're right. highly interesting going into this last stretch um so I'm I'm just excited like this last stretch usually like the March April time can be kind of boring uh, in the NBA, uh, but that could in the Western Conference. I mean, that could. I mean, it's just not the case. It, it's going to be uh, really important for so many franchises going forward, with a lot at stake. You know, Minnesota's got to keep a hold of their playoff spot, uh, which I think they will. But you know, who knows what what could happen with yeah. them? And you know, you just have all these teams that are really, really fighting for playoff positioning, and the Thunder are really rising to the occasion. So it, it's today was especially an exciting day to be a thunder fan yeah and i was thinking um while while i was watching like in a very weird way because i had like all the possible trouble to to watch the game i was at another game in italy uh doing stats uh, and and i was and the connection of the of the arena wasn't working so i had to watch the game in 3g uh, with my lte uh uh, connection and i experienced some like early 90s internet uh with with big squares instead of the uh, face of Jeremy Grant, for example. So I had time to think, and um, and I was thinking how important could could end up being the that win that OKC got in Utah on the second night of a back to back, right? Which was probably the pivotal game of the important stretch that OKC had in December. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering that game could count. 
that game is could could end up being very important because it's uh, there is a good chance that OKC and you are tied, yep. and maybe maybe uh, half court uh, advantage could be decided by that game that OKC won on a back to back. Yeah, without, without a doubt, that's a that's a really good point. Because uh, at the time you're like, ah, like they beat Utah, that's great. Like that's a great win. They, it was kind of a gut check game to see if the Thunder could you know pull off a back to back, and they played really well. But you're right, like looking back, that's a massive win. Um, because like the Thunder played Utah now, like in the regular season, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know, like the Utah team might yeah. might destroy them. Uh, but come playoff time. And maybe this is maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm completely off base. But I mean, I don't sweat at all picking the Thunder to beat Utah in a four or five matchup. Like I know the Thunder that the Jazz have been hot. They've been on fire. They're great defensively. They've been getting what they need offensively. Um, but overall, they're pretty inexperienced when it comes to being a playoff team. And this this Thunder team has a lot of experience on it. Guys that have made deep runs in the playoffs before, you know, Paul George and Russell Westbrook. You know, both been to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. You know, Stephen Adams, the same thing. Corey Brewer's made a ton of runs. You know, Melo, who doesn't have an extensive playoff career, but he's played well in the playoffs as well. Like they just have a ton of experience on their team. You look at Utah, like they. Like Donovan Mitchell is going to have to be like an otherworldly rookie in order for them to beat a an Oklahoma City team in the first round. So that's that's kind of where I stand on that now. And they they look like their likely four or five opponent right now as it stands. I mean things can change on a dime, obviously. Um, but I I wouldn't hesitate to pick Oklahoma City in a first round series against them. I I don't know. Um, isn't it weird that the only guy that won a championship on this team is Corey Brewer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, and that he didn't really play for that team. Like he played, he was on that team, but like how many minutes yeah. did he play with that Mavs team? Uh, Not a whole lot. I, I don't, I don't know. But it was, it is weird. No, OKC had have OKC has serious uh, playoff experience. I. I, I'm always uh, hesitant to judge a star power uh, on like all the numbers says that when you have the, the, the pace of the game slows down, um, the possession counts. Uh, having a guy, even uh, having a guy like Melo, is crazy important yeah. uh, in postseason. But like Utah have Utah has a way to play that scares me a bit because the ring protection they have it's very important for playing against a team like OKC. So they, they will struggle. Uh, if, if that is the matchup, uh, it's probably the worst that can happen to OKC. Um, I, I'm not saying like Utah could bring it to seven, but uh, it's, it's hard. Would, it's you rather hard play Utah, would you rather play Utah or Portland? Oh, I don't know. It's a hard choice. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard choice. I I'm sure they will probably have to like probably just one of the two uh, will be uh, from six to eight. Uh, yeah. I think that at least one of the two will be, if not two, uh, will be um, in the third or fourth seed. I think, but I think that of the remainder opponents, I would rather uh, play against anyone besides Utah. Even even sure. Minnesota, I think. Yeah, yeah, and maybe I'm wrong, but because they have the best player of the pack, uh, especially if Kawhi doesn't play. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, most definitely. Steve, Stephen Adams has played well against Gobert, though. Yeah, like that's a he has he his physicality has has made a difference in a lot of those games. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the only thing that, that that makes me again uncomfortable is the fact that you have to, like, in order for Rocky C to be very successful, you have to attack uh, the pick and roll, mm-hmm. and attacking Gobert and taking take it to the rim is not easy. So either Russ has a very very hot jumper, which which can be the case, uh, like I'm talking mid range jumper, and. They, because they will probably leave it, leave it, leave the mid-range shot for him open every time, and dare him to shoot, and he will shoot it. So it's hard. Uh, it's hard to to to, to have uh, a mid-range going for like seven game span. Mm-hmm. But but to me, a lot of the season can a lot of the if that is the opponent that Loki end up facing, a lot of will be Russ hitting his jumper and forcing Gobert to come out sure yeah the last time that gobert and adams played against each other adams had 20 points nine rebounds on nine of ten from the field and gobert was well if that yeah go ahead well if that's the case <laughs> if that is the case then yeah sure <laughs> let's play utah <laughs> <laughs> and he held gobert and, to and five and five points and he played gobert played well, 26 minutes he had five points six rebounds um, but yeah, I mean, the last, part, the last game in Utah, or it was in OKC. Um, that was in OKC. Oh, okay. Because I, I thought he didn't Dece- play last December fifth. Yeah, he he didn't play last game. It was December fifth. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Yeah, and it it's one game. Like you can't, I can't like expound that a lot. Like it's just not. It, it doesn't mean a ton. Um, you know, like how they've played against each other. They, they've been kind of a, let's see. Like Adams, when, when they play each other, the Thunder are 10 and four against Utah when Gobert plays, uh, when Gobert and Adams play and their stats mm-hmm. and their stats are about the same, except for Gobert yeah. averages one more block. Like I just, I just think that Adams maybe matters more than any other player in that series. Just because if he can be that physical with Gobert, and I think he will be, obviously, then I I don't think he neutralizes him. I don't think that he's going to like stop him uh, from doing what he does best. But I do think that if you were to pick a center in the NBA to go against Gobert, um, I don't I don't know if there's a better center. Just because I feel like if you're going to take him out of what he does, like you need just a guy that's going to be a bully. And is going to go in there yeah. and is going to set hard screens and doing his best to keep you know him away from the rim and keep him you know set good screens so that Russell can get to the rim. I think I mean Adams is that guy. Yeah, him either him or Embiid uh, are two players that I will. Yeah, beasts, just like gigantic mm-hmm. beasts that can bully Gobert and Boss. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. It will be like either them or, or Portland will be extremely interesting and dangerous series, mm-hmm. but yeah, but fun to watch. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, it, it should be fun. Um, 
But yeah, we we still have a lot to, to talk about, and we're a ways away from breaking down any first round matchups. But uh, it may be by the time we get there, I feel a little differently. But right now, I have a lot of confidence in this Thunder team. Uh, McKelly, you have anything else before we go? No, I'm just just one one thing. Uh, very very quick. Okay. I am very very excited to visit OKC, and yes. and I'm I can't wait to be there. It's just a few days. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Uh, hopefully, we can find a, find some carve out some time to do a podcast in person because I think that'd be really fun. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, with everybody else. So uh, look out for that. We're dropping this pod a little bit early, so uh, enjoy that. We just thank you guys again for listening. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super I'm super pumped to and I, I think I mentioned this on the last one, but McKelly and I have never met in person, so um, just this weird. Thing, this you know, down to dunk just in general like this weird thing that we've created and you know the relationships that we formed like it's like it's definitely like a really cool podcast but it's just it's more than that for us like it's reached beyond that uh, where you know make lifelong friendships like with people like Michele and I mean it's just it's just been incredible and it's really all due to you the listener and so I just uh, I can't just express enough gratitude. I feel like I did that some on Twitter the other day with our 500th episode, uh, but I just cannot express enough gratitude to you, the listener, for uh, making this a thing and making it something that's fun to do and um, has impacted the Thunder fan base, at least to a small degree. But it's just to any degree at all, like it's just like, wow, like it's just in- incredible. So I just uh, thank you guys and thank you for listening today. Uh, you got to follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barra. If you want to be a smarter Thunder fan, that's something that you have to do. Uh, follow us at Down to Dunk. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. Uh, continue to leave those five star reviews. I'm just blown away by uh, the things that you guys have written to us and the amount of five star reviews that you guys have put forth. Like it just means a ton. I read every single one. I see everything that comes through. So. I appreciate that. I read them all. Uh, It does mean a lot to me and to the other guys as well. So continue to do that. I know there's still a ton of people that listen uh, to every episode that haven't done that. So if you get a chance, uh, go to iTunes. And I know for some of you that can be a pain in the butt. But if you can, go to iTunes. Leave that review for us. That would be so kind. Uh, We will talk to you guys again Wednesday with Alex Spears. We'll have a pod then. Uh, Until then, enjoy the game against the Celtics. And we'll talk to you then. (laughs) 